Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Starting Grip Podcast. Last time we talked about that whole Lewis to Ferrari stuff. Go please check that out if you haven't already, because that was probably by far the best episode we've ever made. I think we both agree on that. But anyway, now that we've moved on from that, now it's livery season, guys. Liveries are starting to come out for the 2024 season. The 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 hype is starting to ramp up a little bit with all these teams. And the first team that did announce their livery was Haas about a couple of days ago on Friday. And let's just say their livery is better than last year, I think. It's, that might be the only exciting thing going for them this year, at least. But I think, at least in my opinion, this livery looks better than what it was last year because they actually went with a whole monochrome look to their livery instead of just doing the black, white, and red. They just went full black with some white here and there. Uh, looks looks decent for the most part. If if I had to give it a rating specifically, I'll probably give it like a 7.5 out of 10, just nothing too basic. So, Shane, what do you think about this livery? And uh, what do you think about Haas as a whole so far since, since this is the team that we're going to be talking about today? Well, Rome, like my audio issues before hopping on this Zoom meeting, Haas has a lot of the same issues when it comes to being able to put together a car that is capable to be on an F1 grid. And listen, I was that guy who before last season came out and just said that I think Haas is going to suck in 2023. And while they proved me wrong in the first half of the season, their lack of talent, um, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm not even going to say like, just like a, just not great leadership as well. Obviously Gunther's left since, since the end of the season, um, all, all the best to him, but not good leadership, just not good drivers either in Hulkenberg um, and Magnuson. And they ended up finishing last, like I predicted. So, I mean, yes, this car looks very nice, but I think that's all I, they really got going for them, Rome. But uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the fact that somehow these two drivers still have a seat in 2024, which is still baffling to me. I'm I'm excited to see what Komatsu can do as team principal, but let's be honest, like, we can't have too high of expectations for guys that even though they've, they've put in results and they've, they've got experience on the F1 grid. Dare I say, I'm going to go two years in a row predicting this team in last place. Be able to tune into our preview prediction this episode when it gets to the time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty much a lock that Haas is going to be last place at this point in time. Like just with the, with the, with Always the, driver, <laughs> with the, with the driver lineup that they have going on right now with Hulkenberg and Magnuson. But we'll get to that in a second. I do want to talk about their team principal first because, yeah, like like we mentioned before, uh, the the ever so popular fan favorite Gunther Steiner did leave Haas towards towards the middle of the offseason last year, and then they bring in Komatsu as their new team principal, who was an who was an in house hire that they hired immediately from the group that Steiner had already, and you could just tell some of the quotables that this guy's had off the rip is like. Oh yeah, this team's gonna be last. Like just being totally blunt and being totally honest with the media, and just kind of honestly taking a page from what Gunther used to do, which was just being honest with people and just being himself to the fullest. And here's my thing with the whole Komatsu situation, right? It's like, yeah, it's nice to kind of bring some honesty to the table when like the other nineteen principals are gonna be hoping and expecting something to happen when in the back of their, in, in the back of their mind they're probably not really expecting much, especially for the backmarker teams. But to see this kind of honesty come out of a team principal is both kind of refreshing and also kind of detrimental to your team because 
if your leader is saying, yeah, we're going to be last in the constructors championship, that, that, that doesn't give you any hope as a team to kind of push forward and try to improve the car. So to me, there's kind of a yin and the yang to the situation. Yeah. You want the honesty in the situation, but you also want some hope within the team to kind of just galvanize each other and just progress as the season moves forward. But I don't know. That's kind of just my dilemma with the thing. I don't know about you, Shane, about uh, what, what are your thoughts on the whole Komatsu quotables and situations that have been the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I don't think also it's a coincidence that since Haas has come into the sport in the 2016 season, Rome, um, that the fact that they've had a Ferrari engine, you know, all what would have been, you know, eight years now they've been in Formula One, eight seasons. And obviously Ferrari hasn't constructed the best engine recently um, at least when it comes to reliability obviously but I'm looking at this team right and they were never going to be kind of that I guess Aston Martin of what happened in 2023 yeah. you know I, I don't think they were ever going to be fourth or fifth like in the constructors but for a while Rome like especially since they're like at their inception you know before 2019, their 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 worst finish was eighth in the constructors, and like that's something that I think they should shoot for, you know, going forward. And and if it's a never, if it's a never, it's if if it's another season that that's tenth place room and last in the constructors, that's their third tenth place finish in the constructors in the last four years. Mm. So, I I don't see how this is a team really going forward after this season. I know Gene Haas has been adamant about the fact that he wants to continue to be on the F1 grid, but especially with the rumors of Andretti coming into the fold, obviously Audi will be joining the F1 grid in a couple, um, in, in, in the near future. So listen, I just, I don't know why Haas is still a team to be, to be completely frank with you. And, yeah. and Magnuson and Hulkenberg, honestly, this is becoming a retirement home for drivers. I mean, you look at what obviously the the Mazepin memes are just uh, hilarious, and and the guy I I shouldn't say it was a retirement home for him because he was in his twenties when he raced for F one, but he hasn't raced in a in in a Grand Prix since then. And you look at you know obviously Roman Grosjean's kind of faded out of the fold, um, but Magnussen's going to start to do the same thing I think, and also Nico Hulkenberg. So mm. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is the team realm that makes the first driver change during the season in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean this this I mean this could prove to be a like a debris situation last year to where like middle of the season you just make a change off the rip and just be like we we just can't look at this and say that this is a sustainable team in the future. And I think one guy that you could look at and bring into the fold, I think, is Mick Schumacher because he has been putting in work for Mercedes and possibly bringing him back could be interesting because he has he has had more experience now with working for a, a way better team than Haas. So being able to take that experience from what he learned from guys like Toto and Lewis and George working behind them and seeing how that whole machine works, he could bring some of that experience back to Haas where he didn't have that beforehand and become a better driver for it. But I don't know, you were you were going to say something about that. I think the move that this team needs to make, and I think they're going to make it before, honestly, the summer break. You saw in two Grand Prix last year, this guy was involved in, in practice, you know, free practice tests and sessions with them. And I wouldn't be surprised if he makes his F1 debut sometime this year. And that's Ollie Behrman. Mm. You know, the guy is 
obviously he it was his first year in F two last season with Prima, but you know he won four races, um, and like he had a really really solid season. So I listen. I know that Magnuson and Holkenberg are almost going to be some sort of like constant, some sort of security and experience in a team, and especially with a new principal as well, a new man in charge where there's not that much experience that might that might be helpful to them. But if they want to have success, I would honestly think about considering swapping out at least first of all Magnuson for for Ollie Bearman no later than Spa. I don't, I I think that's. I think that's a reasonable possibility. I think that's also kind of interchangeable too with with Nico too. Like if Nico has a bad start to the year, I think yeah. he can get booted for Ollie at some point. It just like both seats are kind of just like they're. I wouldn't say they're untouchable in the slightest. I'm just saying that like both seats are kind of up for discussion in terms of where guys like Ollie Behrman can move. You know, if like I know Arthur Leclerc is going to be with Ferrari as their reserve driver, but he could also get kind of booted down at Haas and just be in one of their seats for a little bit because Ferrari and Haas still have that relationship. And, you know, we'll see if that'll actually, you know, work out the way it's supposed to. But, yeah, it's just, again, nothing really exciting for this team, you know, nothing really to, you know, look forward to other than the fact that they're just going to probably be, like, P16, P18 finishers on a daily basis, not daily basis, a weekly basis for each race. And that's that's kind of what it's going to be for this team, which is kind of which is kind of like not great to say the least, because especially because the whole Andretti situation, right, that they're not going to be on the F1 grid as the 11th team. Like people are saying, oh, well, then just buy Haas then. I think I think there has to be a lot more intangibles that we don't know about instead of just saying, oh, yeah, they could just go buy Haas. Like if they, if they were already denied just by themselves on the grid, there's no way they're going to be able to let that slick move past F1 because the the F1 governing body and FIA, I'm sure they have to look through the parameters of each like, like owner, owner buying and stuff like that with different teams. And they're not going to let that slide again. Cause like, I don't know. It's just, it's just the whole, it's just a whole dilemma. It's kind of confusing to just put into words right now as to where this team is going to go. So Rome, this team has had a season back in 2021 where they did not score a point, if you remember that season. Obviously, a lot of the talk was, and a lot of the chatter was about what's going on at the other end of the standings that year. But listen, like, I don't think, especially with like the fact that you've got whatever the whatever the heck Alpha Romeo is called nowadays. Yeah, the stake at one team, yeah. Kick Sauber, all that type of stuff. You've got uh, Alphatari obviously going to the visa, whatever. Just I don't know. but like 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 yeah. The I gotta get used to these new team names. I'm gonna call <laughs> these guys the same. And I'm gonna be messing this up. But what I'm basically saying is like those teams improved, and like those teams I think are gonna take a, the next step. And so when you're looking at Haas, and when you look back to last season, at who was their main competitor in Alpha Romeo, who obviously is not Alpha Romeo anymore, and Alphatari and Williams. Like, I don't, I think they're going to be even farther away than those teams than they were last year. And dare I say, they go another full season with zero points. Like, I don't I think, that's think that's out fair. of the question. I think that's I, very like, fair. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll set their line room at like four and a half for, for, yeah. for the season. Like, and I, and I would gladly take the under. No, that's generous too. Like, they could easily be under like three and two if they're, if they're really trying to push it. But, 
I just think you know the last time they scored a point, Rome. Uh, let me just guess off the rip. I'm gonna say Zanvoord of last year. The last time they scored a point was in Singapore in September, and it was wow. one point, and that was a just a whack race. Obviously, Carlos Sainz won that one. Yeah, uh, Red Bull didn't. You know, that was the only race Red Bull didn't win, but. It was in the middle of September in 2023, and then the the rest of the I think there were seven races after that they didn't they didn't score a point. So like, listen, it's all great and like if you can come out in Bahrain and like, you know, maybe put some points on the board like they did in the first races last year, but like that's not going to be the case this year. Like Komatsu's talked about how in Bahrain, they're probably going to be towards the bottom of the pack, but probably last. He says so. Mm-hmm. I like. I know it's like we're going team by team here and like we're trying to find storylines and talking points, but it's it's hard when when there's just not there's not that much talent there and there's just when everyone else around you is getting better as well. It's this this is a this is a team I think that that, that I like I don't see Haas making it past twenty twenty four. I don't. Like I, I yeah. genuinely think that this will be their last season in Formula One. Yeah, I think that's very fair, especially with how that uh Gene Haas and Kamatsu leadership might go. I think they're just kind of throwing them in just to be like, hey, see if you can take us home on a somewhat of a right note. But it, it, it's just it's just not it's not really going anywhere. I think we're both in agreement on the fact that this team is just not going to be not going to do well this year. And for like the three Haas fans out there that really believe in this team, like props to you, because like you show a lot of loyalty like that says a lot about you because you you know, those videos where like these people are like, Oh, like whatever F1 team you support, whatever team you support says about you. If you're a Haas fan out there, you're a loyal person, like the loyalist of the loyal. Like I I like to think of myself as a loyal person, but like Haas fans are on like 10 times level of loyal. If you're if you're supporting that bad, that bad leadership. I don't don't know about that much from I I get it because obviously like they've been in the sport for a decent amount of years now. But like, let's be honest, like this team has not been around for that long of a time. So like. Like, I just don't, I mean, yes, have they attracted some fans in the United States? Yes. But the the, the goal and and what Gene was trying to do, which is galvanize America around this one team, Mm -hmm. has not worked out at all. First of all, they're not getting the success to to make those fans, you know, pop out of the woodwork. But also, is it just me or is like, like Haas also like falling behind, like incredibly when it comes to like social media promotion like yeah you look at other f1 teams rome and they and that's the thing like they can promote these young talented guys who wants to promote and what is there to promote for nico no podium holkenberg and Bear. evan magnuson who hasn't done anything in his f1 career except snatch a mickey mouse pole position in the rain in brazil in 2022 like i genuinely i i what is there to promote so like their right. social media content is is, is bare as well just get off the grid, please. Let Andretti come and bring some more drip to this sport, please. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, that would be that would be very interesting to kind of just talk about here. But mm. honestly, I'm trying to figure out if there are like any more talking points and we're just going to keep this a short episode because there's not again, there's we're just trying to milk this out as much as we could possibly do. You know, so I want you I want you to guess Gene Haas's net worth. Okay. Yeah, see, that, now we're just really digging for things. Now we're really looking at the owner's net worth now. Instead of he doesn't need F one in his this life. This is what we're bro. trying to do on this episode. The guy's a billionaire. 
Uh, all right, let me guess the net worth. Um, it's probably wrong because Google's net worth is always wrong, pretty much. Yeah, uh, no, you're it's, just it's too scared hard to look at people's bank accounts. I'm Uh, going off an equity website. I don't know how, yeah, how reliable. I'm gonna say I don't know two point five bills. It's four point five apparently at by the end of Hmm. twenty twenty four. Okay. Um, Okay. which is a, which is a good amount of money. I mean, you can you can buy a Premier League like a high like a very you know big big football club in Europe with that kind of money. I mean, I mean, dare I say, by by your Chelsea guys with the way they've been playing so far, especially Oh to my against gosh, Wolves. this kid has he has <laughs> to braid it I up. had to I had to He swing has that to in braid there, dude. it up. I had to. No, I had no, to. no, no, no. This is this It was is easy. F one podcast. We are not talking about Chelsea. Yes, they are terrible. <laughs> The world is going to no, to it was end. right there. It was right there for me. You you opened the door. I just I just had to walk through it. You know, you know how much hate he would get though, Rome. Like if 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 Bully ended up did did set, end up selling the team, which he will never do because Yeah. Chelsea is such a big brand and like. Like you, you just bought them a year and a half ago, but if there was another American owner to come in, you know how pissed off Chelsea fans would be. Oh my goodness, they would like the the club would the club would be decimated. No, Stamford it's Bridge like would that be torn and the down fact by that local United fans. fans had had the Glazers too. Like that whole thing was just an abomination uh, before the Ineos owner came in. I, I don't know his name. I think it's Sir Jim Ratcliffe, I think his name is. Yeah, So Billy they're actually Ratcliffe. getting someone who knows the club more than like Who is? How about this, trying Rome? to get money. Because, because I want, I want to try to make this a little, a little fun as well. So let's compare Haas to some other professional leagues or, or or sports teams. Who is the Haas of, let's say, the NBA? NBA? Oh, Pistons, easy. Pistons, easily, easily. <laughs> Not even a question. It's not even a question. I think that might, that might be disrespectful to the Pistons. No, it's the Pistons, bro. What else are we thinking about? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's disrespectful to the Pistons, though. They got something cookie. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. But God, when are we gonna give hope What's to Kaden the on, bro? Is that Kaden? I, I love I, I love my guy Monty, don't get me wrong, but like Yeah. your record is your record, buddy. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> If Haas, if Haas was a MLB franchise, who would they be? You're the baseball guy here. Um, I'd say probably the Nationals or the Rockies right now. That's probably one of those two teams. Mm. Yeah. I'd say. I uh this that's tough. You know, I would have said I would have said your Diamondbacks two summers ago, but Yeah, no, nah, that's not no, that's not even the question anymore. We're 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 beating the Dodgers in the NLDS again. It's as simple as that. oh the delusion They can is have definitely all the Avengers crazy. they want. They're still losing in the DS to. I don't know, Cattell Martin. I'm sorry if you tuned into this F1 episode just purely because you saw the Haas title and now it's just two <laughs> idiot college kids talking about other things. This is funny. oh, we're just trying I to um, get the butt out of this because there's no storlines for Haas at all this year. Yeah, no, it's Frank it's Apollo. it's it's rough. I mean, we need more liveries coming out. I know that we've got a couple in you know this coming week, I know. Yeah, Um so so I think on Monday is Haas and Williams. Or not Haas and Williams, excuse me. Uh Kick Yeah. Sauber and Yeah. uh Williams. So Kick that's Sauber. what we're doing. First Kick it like, We got it's we weird got Kick because like Sauber and we got we got Bet Steak. Yeah, it's no it's weird because like their Instagram is Steak F1 team and then the other Yeah. and then their real name is Kick Sauber. Like Yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't make Pick sense. one. Like are you steak You know what I'm or saying? are you kick? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know Yeah. anymore with the with that whole naming situation. <laughs> But you know it'll be interesting because they can't run the steak logo on actually a couple of different Grand Prix this season because it's a gambling site. Yeah. And gambling's illegal in some of the countries F one races in. So I don't know. Not in America though.
I'm telling yeah, you, not man. Americans. So Chicago they can slap steak all over their livery. Fourth U.S. Watch. Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Put all the gambling sites on it. Heck, you could be, you can be, you could be all sponsored by you know the Fanduels and the DraftKings. Yeah, and they would welcome you. Yeah, they, they would they would welcome you with open arms because this is more money for them. It's 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 more money for them if they don't have more ready. So okay, so before crazy. before we close this out, Rome, one last question about Haas. Just to, yeah, just put this on a boat. Does Haas exist in twenty twenty five? I already I already gave you my take, but yeah, I want, I want you said to no. Yeah, um, that's tough. Um, I think I think I'd still say no. I think I agree with okay. you. I, it's okay. just I I'll say no, but the only thing that's like possibly going towards a yes is I don't know who steps in and takes over Haas, or if there's just a yeah. new team entirely. Like if they, if Haas just leaves and there's a whole new team that comes in, or if there's kind of a changing of the guard in that situation. Um, like I mentioned on that podcast we did with Max about the whole 2026 lineup. I said that Lamborghini could be an option for yeah. Haas, but that was just kind of like throwing yeah, a shot in the dark. So I don't tricky. know if they're willing to do that just because yeah. they got all the money in the world and I'm sure they don't want to run an F1 team because they, they have they have a whole situation. So I don't know. I just it feels kind of murky as to who would be the tenth team on the grid or if they would just keep it to nine until another team decides to come in. So. How dare you, Rob? Kick a kick kick the if anything, I think they're gonna go to eleven, right? Yeah, they could, but I don't. I I I I still don't know who's gonna do it. like because it's yeah. weird with these things, right? Because you don't really know who's gonna step in until they're and like, there's also oh, so this much team might step in in the future. It as well, isn't there? Like, there's so much. There's so much that goes. I mean, look at just just example A. What happened with, with Andre the other day? Like, yeah, it, it's it's hard to to get you know approved and licensed and everything like that and have yeah. sponsorships and have support like. Yeah, it's it's way too much logistics to figure out. I think the whole thing with Andretti, right? And this actually will go back to Haas in a second, right? I think with the fact that Haas is doing so poorly in, in F1 right now, the fact that another American-based group is coming in kind of scares some sponsors to be like, I don't want to support this Person. Exactly. I don't and who would who would Haas be the gene? Terrible. Who would be the gene Haas of that team? Like obviously, like yes. Would do? Does someone? Does a wealthy businessman would love to get into F one? Perhaps, but at the same time, it's like that comes at a cost because, you know, Haas is just it's it's been a it's been a it's been a garbage experiment. Like it's it. I I'm I'm sorry, but it's just not it's not yeah. worked. So I yeah. don't I don't. It's it's a shame because I'd love to see more Americans involved in F one, but um. If 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 they're not working, and obviously we know how big of a culture and and how much history that all these constructors have, and that's mm-hmm. there's a reason why they work. Um, but that's a whole episode for another day. America and F one. Yeah, for sure. I think we we've talked about it at nauseum before. I mean, because we're two Americans that are in college, so like yeah. we we could talk about this all day if we wanted to. But um, yeah, do you have any more like final thoughts before we get out of here, or do you want to just kind of leave it at that, really? Because there's nothing else. Uh, to do, yes, right? I do. Uh, okay. One last final thought, one last bold prediction, just because I'm feeling it, and I had too much <laughs> caffeine and Gatorade this morning. Um, Haas will have a totally different driver lineup uh, before the season ends. I don't even think that's bold. 
I, I, I just don't think that's bold because which means both, both drivers will not be on on the grid. Yeah, at some point that's perfectly reasonable at this point. I think <laughs> that's perfectly reasonable. I feel it's, bad for Komatsu, bro. Yeah, he's gonna. Have yeah, he's time. in a terrible situation. You're your first time team principal, no experience anywhere else. Just throwing him into the fire off the rip is like wow, that's stuff to deal with. But it it, yeah. it it seems like a lot of the decisions they've been making too. It's it's it seems like this is starting. To, it, I think this is the beginning of the end. You know. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, it's just starting it downhill. But um, yeah, I think that will kind of wrap it up there for us. Next time you'll hear from us will be at some point in the week talking about more liveries, preferably probably steak, kick Sauber, and Williams are the next two liveries that are coming out. Tomorrow, as a day of recording, we're recording on Sunday. The next day is Monday, the 5th, when both liveries come out. So yeah. that's going to be Bring very back the white we'll suit, Williams, please. I want to see the white the white suits. That, 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 that could be very interesting to see. I kind of like their blue, though. Their blue is kind of chill. But, you know, well, yeah. it, it works how it'll work. But excited to see how those liveries come out and excited to talk about those teams and what their 2024, 2024 season is looking like. So without further ado, I'm Ram Katie. That's Shane Holcomb. We will see you next time. Peace and love. Leave the sport, Haas. Goodbye.